This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All aboard! Ha, ha, ha. You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors, where we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live, we are unrehearsed, and we are Danny Bush to my left here, and myself, Tommy the True Neubauer, and of course, Jazz, Jazz Kolsky on the boards, but today we got a, we got Ryan filling in a little bit. Him and Jazz are doing it together, so... Anyway, uh, you can always give us a call. You can unlock those phones, by the way, Ryan. Uh, you can always call us with any questions or comments at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. Good morning, Danny. Open the floodgates. <laughs> Bring in the calls. <laughs> right now there's one old, toothless old guy sipping his coffee listening to us, Tom. Yeah, yeah the local the rest George the world, Webby. Yeah. The rest of the world is sleeping if they have half a brain. Yeah. Well, that's let's what face I'd be it. doing if I were hey, not ha- working today. And I guess we're the we're the ones that don't have a half a brain because we're up. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're the ones sitting here. Hey, listen, uh, we're the worker bees, Tom. That's right. Got to be worker bees in this world. And we are those. Uh, I just want to let everybody know. I don't. Did you get that email, Danny, about who's going to call us at seven o five this morning? Jim Stewart from yeah. Musky Shop, uh, formerly yeah. known as Raleigh and Helens. Yeah, is is that is formerly now Jim Stewart is that do they have a different name? It's called the Musky Shop. Yeah, that's it. Just the Musky Shop. I well, think that's so. A, well, what do they sell? I, well, what wait do they a second. Sell, what do they sell there, Danny? Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they still because <laughs> it said the Musky Shop on the email. And it so says formerly, formerly Raleigh and Helens. Helens. Yeah, well, that's what it says. Jim Stewart from the Musky Shop. So no Raleigh, no Helen, but we have Jim Stewart. Of the musky shop, and I think they sell musky stuff there, right? They sell. <laughs> I mean, it's called the musky. It's a shop. great shop. Yeah. It's it's a great shop. Yeah, uh, I've yeah, I got to get up there again someday. It's it's kind of like Raleigh and Helen's is the best one up in northern Wisconsin, and Smokey's Musky Shop is the best one in southern Wisconsin. The only thing you couldn't do up there is like at Smokey's Musky Shop back in the day when John was still alive was you couldn't just walk in and walk upstairs and start 
having beers with the boys. At 7 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> at any Anytime. time of the day. Or night. Day or night. You could go upstairs yep. and head on up, and it was a man cave like none other. Exactly. And you know, the funny thing is... And, and John and I, was the godfather sitting up there. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, he was. John was the godfather up there, and he welcomed everybody with a kiss on each cheek. Uh, I was going to say that for a lot of people who don't know this, that... You know, years ago, you and I and John, we'd be, and maybe Ron, you know, we'd be having a, a meeting, a show meeting, right, about stuff. We'd be talking. And customers would just come walking upstairs, and John, and they'd say, oh, we're sorry, we don't interrupt. And John would say, no, no, come on in, come on in, have a seat, have a, you know. It's... <laughs> do you fish? Hey, do you want to be on the show this yeah. Saturday? <laughs> Especially if it was a woman or a kid. Yeah. He was really anxious to get some. I don't think he liked me and you, Tom, too much in the morning. He'd rather have a female sitting sitting next to him. The funniest story about John at Monkey Island was when uh, uh, Brian, uh, I can't, Brian was working there. We'll leave it at that. And there was a customer. He's down there dipping minnows out. And all of a sudden I hear that, kabang, a gun goes off upstairs. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they just look at each other and Brian thought to himself, well, John finally did it. He finally did it. <laughs> he offed himself. And then they hear the stairs creaking real slow as steps come down, yeah. you know, slow. And a head pops out and he goes, everybody okay? <laughs> he he had that three fifty seven Magnum and that he'd bought from somebody. He went to let the hammer down, slipped off his yeah. thumb, went through two magazine racks and into a closet door and disappeared in the closet. The bullet's still probably there yeah. somewhere. Probably in a wall somewhere. Oh yeah, yeah. that was. Oh. oh my God! I wish I'd have been. I there wish when I would have been there too. You know, but when you hear <laughs> imagine the story, when you hear a awesome. shot go off like that. Oh my yeah. God! How loud that would be. And then when John was in the, you know, his son Mark. You, well, you know this, I know, but a lot of our listeners don't. His his son Mark was a MMA wrestler, and he won a bunch of awards. He's in the Grappling Hall of Fame. He was fighting all these big name guys. I mean, he he's, Mark's a tough cookie, right? Right. Well. He, well, he had a, Mark would shave his head, and John was always very, he was very behind and very proud of his son, you know, in the MMA and all that. Yeah. So remember, John would shave his head all the time. Yeah. And at one time I went up there, and he was sitting in the corner. He looked like where, Marlon Brando in Apocalypse Now. Exactly. He looked like kind of a creepy old guy yeah. in the corner. He was sitting back there shaving his head. An assassin. Yeah. He was shaving his head, and, and he, I got, that's exactly the vision, sitting in the back of the, you know, Monkey Island, sitting in the back room there, all the way to the back when his, you know, desk was towards that back window. And he's just real quiet, shaving his head. And that reminded me of that scene in Marlon with Marlon Brando. It was like, oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. John, oh, John, yeah. Was, John was something. And then there was the one time he was up there. I don't know if you ever heard about this one. Something, uh, I don't Pro know. Maybe probably not. He probably had a little too much cold medicine or something. So... Steve Milliot came in on a Sunday afternoon and found him wandering around upstairs in his underwear, dazed and confused. <laughs> Steve Steve had to help him put his pants on, oh, walked God. him to the truck, called Lowy and said, we're bringing him home. 
You think alcohol was involved there? I think the cough medicine was involved. <laughs> yeah. I think that was the time he was wandering around the woods with you. Oh, no, that, that was a different That was that... the same day. I think he was back at Monkey okay. Island later, that wandering around have, with his pants off. That might have been. We were at the uh, Lund Boats would have a, what was called <laughs> AYA. It was a fishing contest for adults and their kids. Right. And... Here's John. I mean, he was starting to drink the I forget, uh, Bloody Marys and margaritas and whatever. He had a big jugs full. And, yeah, he was wandering in the woods. Yeah. And uh, I, I went and got him. Me and, me, and, me and Gordy went and got him. And uh, we had to take him back to Monkey Island because uh, it was not good for kids to see. <laughs> Reminds me of a time I went to a concert at Alpine Valley. I went to the Who in 89. And uh, I went to go get a couple beers for my buddies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, boy, I had all kinds of chicks hitting on me then. They're like, hey, talk. And I'm like, okay, girls, I got to go find my friend. I'll be back. I should have just stayed with the girls. You should have. Because yes. What the hell's the matter with I, you? There's, there's where you screwed up, first get of all. This. I couldn't find, <laughs> I couldn't find, uh, I couldn't find my friend anywhere for the whole concert. So then I went back to the uh, my car. I had a, uh, 77 Corvette at the time, and it's and everybody's all these hippies are running around throwing frisbees. It's a, it's a rock concert, right? Right. So I was so tired, I laid on the hood of the car and fell asleep. When I woke up, it was like it was surreal. It was four in the morning. I was surrounded by fog in a big open field and had no idea where am I? What just happened? Oh no! Oh my God! So then I I I, I waited the whole next day. I'm driving the country roads, right? Yeah. And there's still some security guys around at little checkpoint. And I said, uh, hey, you haven't seen a guy who uh, I described him? And the guy goes, dude, there's all kinds of deadheads wandering all over the woods here right now. <laughs> and then I go down to one corner, and there's a guy sitting on the side of the road, no shirt, blue jeans on, with his head on his knees. And I thought, there he is. And I go, Otis, Otis. And the guy looks up. It's not him. I drove all the way back to Rockford, and there's my buddy laying on his back next to the parking lot, passed out in the sun. He'd met some some girl and went off to some motel room and, and been gone. So I spend waste the whole concert looking for him. And you should have stayed with the girls. Should have stayed with the girls, let me tell you. Yeah. Who about do you got? six of them, yeah. and they were hot. <laughs> Who do you so, got well, there, hold Jess? on. We're not, not, so, not so fast. I mean, that was another Gre- lost Greg, I know you're not. Greg, I know you're on the other line there, but I want to, I want to hear more about this this who's the, the, the who story. He, he was the done who, with it. Uh, you're, you're done? Yeah. yeah, my buddy, he was the one who... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, oh, working, I, okay, behi- I'm working behind the scenes and I can't, on, I, skipped, I can't get the full fill-in. Listen, dude, I skipped one part. So I, when I woke up in the fog with the Corvette, right, I left down the highway. It's, you know you know that area, Alpine Valley. I don't even know the area good. Yeah. Somehow I got on Highway 43 and I'm going down the road and you can only see like 20 yards in front of you, tops in that thick fog. And, you know, I'd had a few grape, 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 knee, grape knee highs the night before. I'm thinking... I got to get off the road, man. I I don't even know where I am. And all of a sudden I see a sign that says wayside. I'm like, good, 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 good. So I pull into this wayside and fall asleep in the car. Now, when I pulled into this wayside, I thought I was the only person in the wayside, right? I pull into a spot. I see nothing else. I wake up the next morning with the sunlight and the birds chirping. It's like gosh darn Woodstock. There's a hippie van next to me. There's a couple guys throwing frisbees. I walk into the bathroom. Some long-haired guy's washing his hair in the sink. Half the concert had gone to that wayside. But when I pulled in, I saw nothing. Got the heck out of there. Jesus. When I walked in that wayside, when I drove into the wayside, I thought I was the only vehicle there. 
Everybody was at that wayside. <laughs> All the good times I had back in the day. You and the girls, just things don't change, do they? I'm glad that's. I'm glad. I I, I tell you what the chick act. What 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 the pickup line the girl actually said. What's up? I can't even tell you. And she said. We'll talk about it off the air. Okay, if we, we can't, if we can't if we can't say it on the air, we'll talk about it. Off okay, the air. we'll All talk right. about it. Off Anyways, the air. we got. She Greg. had a great line. We got Greg. We got Greg, right. uh, the traditional archery guy. Oh yes. Hey Greg, how Greg, you doing? What's going on? Uh, good morning, guys. Yeah, tell uh, tell us about this uh, traditional archery shoot you got going on. Okay, I'm just heading out to uh, Sussex right now. We're at Sherwood Forest, which is on the west side of Sussex, up uh, on the hill there by the ski hill. Anyway, uh, strictly traditional. We got indoor range, outdoor range, fifteen bucks shoot all day. Um, I think from 12, ages 12 to 17, it's eight bucks and under 12 free. And I got bows there for the kids. Uh, I have bows for uh, anybody who just wants to come out and try it. If you don't have a bow, you want to try it. Uh, and uh, let's see, we got Christmas ornaments set up on the trees inside. You can shoot the Christmas ornaments off, bring some out if you want. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's people's wives will love you know, that. <laughs> what you ought to do is you ought to have each Christmas por- ornament. Each Christmas ornament corresponds to a to a prize. That's where I had the P in my mind, guys. So <laughs> no, we, we just have fun breaking them. I got some real itty bitty ones for the for the real good guys. Some yeah. of them guys they'll hit them every time. So oh, okay. uh, yeah. Anyway, Wisconsin Traditional Archers is basically sponsoring this, and uh, we had like over seventy shooters last year, and I hope to break that record again. Now, guess, when you uh, say when you say traditional, you're talking longbow and recurve bows. Longbow, recurve, softbow. Yeah, two sticks and a string. That's all we're out. Two sticks and a string. All right. That's what I came into the world with. That's what I'll go out with in the world. That's right. All right. Well, good luck, Jim. Yep. I mean, Greg. Greg. Excuse me, Greg. Greg. Good luck. Good luck, Greg. Have a good time today. Bye now. Uh, We got to go to a quick break, but getting back to what we started on, uh, Jim Stewart will be calling the show today at 7.05 from the Muskie Shop up there in up north, Wisconsin. So we'll be right back with more on the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. I'm Danny Bush, wealthy single straight landowner from Do- No, wait, I messed that up. Single straight wealthy landowner from Douglas County, along with Tommy the True Neubauer. Who's not wealthy, who is straight, but I am married. And Christian oh, Jaskowski. And grumpy. And. No, you're not grumpy, Tom. You're a jolly no, fellow. I am you jolly. Gotta play Santa Claus. Yeah. That's right, I should, yeah. Now I'd get those little kids off of my lap in a hurry. You know what? <laughs> I had, I got to tell a horror story quick. My dad years ago had somebody who was like a Santa, he, he, was, he played a Santa Claus mm-hmm. at the Sears store in Green Bay. And the Sears store, which is, I don't know if it's even there anymore, it's on the west side by Military Drive, not bad, far from Lambeau Field. Anyway, they didn't, the, the Sears was too cheap to put it inside Sears where it was warm. No, they put like this little metal building like a shed out mm-hmm. in the middle of the god dang parking lot and, and it was like 50 below even inside that shed it was like you could see your breath but being as my dad 
knew this guy who was playing Santa Claus. He took me to see Santa Claus. So I had to sit on Santa Claus' lap in the shed, freezing, shivering, and Santa Claus had bad breath. And, I, <laughs> and he's put her arm around me, and I'm like, get me out of here. I didn't want to be there anyway. I didn't even believe in Santa Claus. Never will I ever go see a Santa Claus again. Yeah, me neither. Is that, um, is that the horror story? That that's the it. horror story. Right, exactly. X-Files music, yeah. gone. Oh, man. Well, you know what I vowed on doing this month, Danny? This is the, this is the month I always like to... Go out and see your shadow? No, arrange, which, by the way, he, he saw his shadow, and it's supposed to be six more weeks of winter. But that's what they said. What if he didn't see his shadow? What is then it, it was... Uh, six more weeks of winter? No. It was supposed to be spring was coming early. I don't know. But Come anyway, on, this is know the, these, this, this is lore. The, yeah, this is the month where I arrange my fishing tackle. You know how your fishing box gets like a little messed up? Things are where they shouldn't oh, be. God. Not yeah. my fishing box. Eight <laughs> fishing boxes. Yeah, exactly. Two closets. Same here. One all rack my, of lures. All my fishing boxes are all screwed up. So this is the month where I. Get everything The little red arranged. single hooks go in this compartment, yeah, and, and I, the treble hooks go yeah. in this compartment. I'm going to yep. put all my floats here. Yep. And then, I, and then of course, then I, I also, this time of the year when I buy new hooks, which I know I'm going to need some new ones, Yeah, this is when I sharpen them all. I get them all ah. sharpened. Because how many times have you, you pull a, a, a lure or a hook out of a package, right? And then before you tie it on, you're sitting there, or you tie it on, and then you're sitting there sharpening the hooks. It's like... Why didn't we do that before we came out to the lake? You know? I would say so I always do that ahead of time. I would say, Tom, only most musky anglers are pretty much the only ones that sharpen hooks on their musky baits. I think regular fishermen just buy hooks out of the package and use them. Now, now I'll, I'll take my Lake Michigan spoons, my watermelon mm-hmm. deluxe super killer spoons, and I'll I'll take a real light stone, mm-hmm. and that's the musky fisherman in, in me that I'll just even touch those up, even my Quick strike tip-up rigs when I go up to Lake of the Woods for the big pike. Mm -hmm. You uh, should always. I'll pinch the barb down, and then I'll get those things just real sharp. Yeah, there are some hooks that out of the package are super sharp. Well, not not so even more. There's some some hooks now that... Oh, there's super-duper sharp. Super-duper sharp. They might cost you a few bucks more. But on a lot of the lures, they're not really as sharp as they could be. Most lures don't have real sharp hooks on them. It's the individual packages of hooks that are, you know, pre-sharpened or uh, uh, sharpened with uh, uh, what is it, with acid or something. It's an acid sharpening type really? deal. Yeah. An acid method? Yeah. yeah. Does it say that on the outside of the package? Some of them it does, Acid yeah. sharpened. It says something like Sulfuric that. Sulfuric acid sharpened. But, uh, but most lures are not. Five people died not, to make those yeah. hooks. Most lures are. The hooks are, are not burns. sharpened. So you what you should always do when you buy a new lure that you know you're going to use, sharpen the hooks before you go out to the lake. I mean, that, that's what I, I that's what I recommend. Do it beforehand. I mean, let's face it. We all have time. We're sitting around watching TV, doing whatever. We all have a you know a couple extra minutes to sharpen some hooks. Now, right? Tell you, <laughs> tell you couple true stories from musky fishermen you know how john at the monkey island they used to have those things on the hooks Uh, oh yeah so so that you wouldn't poke people wouldn't poke themselves i know a guy bought a new lure went out used it 
And didn't take him off. And didn't take him off. He didn't realize it till he missed the hook set on the fish. And then he walked <laughs> in and saw that he had the had those hook covers It's like on little it. weather stripping, little round yeah, weather just, stripping with a hole through it, you know, that you just, stick over the the hook. It's yeah. like oh, just God. tag. Oh, it, that, hit you and let you go. You know, I, I remember Early somebody telling release. me about that. Yeah. Maybe you did. Yeah, yeah you would feel like a real bonehead mm-hmm. doing something like that. Yeah, and I'll tell you, it's it's important to make those hooks sharp. It really is. I mean, you know, that's a, it makes a difference of catching a fish or losing a fish. I mean, it's... It's really important. So I mean, you spend all that time. The same thing. You know what else is another important thing that a lot of people, guys or men and women, forget about sometimes, is okay. They tie. Let's say they tie a good knot. First of all, if they don't know how to tie a good knot, they better learn. Okay, number one. Right. But it's like if you're even if you're fishing for panfish, if you catch a couple dozen nice sized bluegills or nice crappies in a row, retie the knot. That thing can get frayed a little bit, you know, from the teeth. It's not going to cut them, but it will fray the line a little bit or it'll weaken the knot. It's it's not a bad idea to take that, you know, 15, 20 seconds time to just retie the knot. And uh, I do that, you know, let's say if I catch like five bass in a row, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll cut about a foot or two off the line and retie the knot. I, I, I do that all the time because... The, the, the direct link between you and that fish is the fishing line, and that knot is the difference right there. That's the big difference is that knot. Well, so. I've gotten lazy, Tom, though, with my muskie. I, I use 100-pound <coughs> spider wire stealth for, for casting now. Not mm-hmm. that I need 100-pound, but it's 20-pound diameter, plenty thin enough. Uh, where you can cast it good. It doesn't get too thin where, if, gosh forbid, I get one of those professional overruns, it's easier to pick out. <laughs> but um, I hate to say, Tom, but once, I, once I tie a, a double polymer knot yeah. with that, I don't think you I have could to hook reti- it to a truck yeah. and try and... If I were to try to break it, yeah. I, I think I, you know, I couldn't. No. Wrap it around my waist and jump off a swing yeah. set. Well, see, I'm talking about like four pound test line, eight pound, ten pound test, and monofilament. Yeah, fluorocarbon. If you're, if you're using a hundred pound test, I don't think you have well, to worry about retaining. Well, I think with retying. fluorocarbon, it's equally as important. Fluorocarbon yeah. can be kind of a stiffer. Want to say maybe more brittle? You really got to slobber up and spit all over the yeah. uh, fluorocarbon and be careful when you cinch it up. Mm-hmm. And uh, a uni knot's pretty darn good. Um, with the fluorocarbon, there are are other knots as well, but fluorocarbon generally, as far as I'm concerned, does not hold the knot strength as well as mono and some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. it's a great it's a great line. It's uh, abrasion resistant. Uh, it's 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 translucent, which means it's supposed to be invisible to Darn the fish. Darn invisible, yeah. But I don't know if anybody's actually done any you know polls with the fish where they've asked them whether they can see it or not but apparently it's supposed Mm -hmm. to be but the knot thing is the one thing that you have to be careful with you know years ago danny when i was with uh dupont uh strandline i was with that company they were one of my sponsors and we used to go to the different sports shows and we had a knot testing machine that was so cool because you you'd have somebody tie their knot onto this deal and you put it on this machine and it would measure the pound strength of where it would break at right. and it was tied onto a reel and a, you know a bigger like almost like a, like a Lake Michigan reel or something mm-hmm. and you just start cranking that handle until it broke and and it would and it would measure how many pounds of strength it took to break and the one knot that 
always outperformed every other knot, every time, without a doubt, was the Palomar knot. The Palomar knot. Always outperformed, even, you know, the improved clinch knot. Right. The uni knot. Uh, there were a few other knots right. thrown in there. It always outperformed them. And a lot of people don't realize that, like with mono, it's there's a difference between dry brake strength and wet brake strength. A 10-pound test mono uh, might break at 12 when it's dry, yeah, they, they but it'll break at 10 when it's wet, you know, so. So yeah. that does make it. It makes a difference. It does. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, if you if you catch a fish on, if you get a hook up on a fish on the first cast, that line is stronger than if you hooked them up on the 50th cast because your line's all wet and it's absorbed the water by now. But anyway, we got we to gotta go to a Spencer break, Danny. Uh, yeah, and uh, coming up next, folks, after this break is the gut report. And then don't forget, after the 645 break, we're going to be doing the orange swaggle. So That's stay right, Mr. Douglas. <laughs> so stay tuned for all of that good stuff coming up here on the one, the only Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by V Marchese Produce and Discount Liquor. Well, you know, folks, a lot, a lot of people like putting, squeezing lemon on their fish, okay? You know, they get some fried fish or battered fish, fish, and then they squeeze, you know, the little lemon wedges on it. Well, if you like that lemony taste, you don't have to worry about squeezing lemon on it right now. If you have a batter, it could be a beer batter or a regular type of liquid batter that you're going to dip your fish into, take a lemon and take your uh, grater, your fine grater, and grate the peel into the batter you'll get the lemon flavor without having to squeeze the lemon all over the place it, it's so simple and easy if you like that lemon in the taste you know what i'm talking about those little micro graters danny you can sit there and just shake you know yeah 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 off. mom used to have one yeah of those. you just grate off the the zest of the lemon and get that of a whole lemon and get that into the batter you'll get that lemony flavor what not without having to squeeze the lemon you grate the zest yep just the zest, not the pith. What's zest? That's the yellow stuff on the outside. The pith is the white stuff underneath it. You don't want the white stuff. That's the bitter stuff. You just want the, the yellow stuff on the outside. You grate that off. Well, I learn All new right. words every day with you. The gut report was brought to you by V Marchese Produce. When quality counts, you can count on V Marchese Produce. Insist on the best. You can visit them and v at vmarchese.com. And boy, do they got lemons. And by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st in Oklahoma and Milwaukee and 919 North Barstow. That's Main Street in Barstow and Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. Didn't, didn't, didn't Led Zeppelin have a song about squeezing lemons? I don't know, but I think uh, they did. But if you wanted to put a liquid, Robert Plant, a, a liquid lemon flavor in your batter, you can yep. always always use limoncello. Lemon, and, and you just get that zest. Well, you can use the zest or the limoncello, which comes from Italy. It's a it's a lemony liqueur, so you can add a little alcohol to it too. Anyway, I got a mm. question for you, Danny. Yeah. Okay. When it comes to crossbows and compound bows. Now, on, on crossbows, you have the, the arrow is called a bolt. And here's the question. When it comes to broadheads, is it the same type of screw-on broadheads uh, on, a, on, a, on a crossbow bolt as it is on a compound regular arrow? Well, 
if you screw them on. If if it's just a regular fixed broadhead, um, as far as I know, and I'm not, there's bow guys out there that are more experts. But uh, if it's a regular fixed broadhead, same, yes. The bolts if, come with that little female part where you can screw in the broadhead, right? Um, no, I think that's attached to the broadhead. And when you buy the broadheads, they have collars on them, I believe, where you can screw it. Anyway, if you but got, you screw it, you screw it on like you do, you do a you do regular screw, arrow. You, you do you do screw it on. Now, if you do get a mechanical broadhead, however, yeah, yeah. Um, the mechanical broadheads like uh, some of the Rages and some mm-hmm. of those, um, you want to get the ones that are designed for crossbow speeds. Okay. Because, and you can look on the package too, because apparently with the mechanicals, um, there can be some failure. Um, and, and some people still don't like mechanicals because there is the possibility of, of them not opening uh, up or, or, you know, blades blowing off or something. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, think here's, and someone can correct me if I'm right, but from what I researched on it, uh, with the faster crossbows, sometimes the speed alone might, I believe, artificially deploy the mechanical blades when they're not supposed to be deployed, you know, before okay. they hit the animal. Um, or, yeah, something like that. So, anyway, you got to just look on the package and see what it says. Now, I got some Rage ones that are designed for mechanical, you know, for crossbows. And then I went online, and you read, like, eight guys. One guy say, no, I had these, and they I hit the deer in the shoulder. It blew up. It didn't work good. Or this guy said it does work good. I don't know. So, we'll see what happens oh. when I shoot one with the crossbow. And, and see, I got the Rage ones mm-hmm. that are supposed to be for crossbows. Well, that's what my son Nick and I were talking about because he just got a new crossbow and he was wondering too, you know, because he hasn't opened up the package even or whatever. And so we were talking about that the other evening, you know, about if they're the same type with broadheads and whatever. So it should say made for crossbows. If you get yeah. the mechanical ones. If, if it's ones. the mechanical Otherwise, ones. the regular fixed ones. Now, then there is some, uh, some little bit of, you know, checking into it. You've got a certain weight bolt. And mm-hmm. what weight uh, do you want? A hundred? Do you want a yeah. hundred twenty-five right, grain, which right. will affect the overall weight of the bolt? Mm-hmm. Uh, so my best advice to him is do a little research on it. You mm-hmm. can go online and and decide which bolts that you want to get, and then uh, get out there and sight the thing in. But I, I'll tell you what: uh, once he shoots that crossbow, he's it's going to be hard to want to go use the Back, compound yeah, again. I'll right? tell you, those yeah. things are just. It's fun to shoot them. You just just pull the old uh, trigger and poof, that arrow's there. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's great. I haven't shot a deer yet with mine, but uh, it's it's definitely in it's in the works for next year. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we got that question answered. Uh, I do want to. And uh, anybody oh, wants to weigh in, our archery expert seven nine nine twelve fifty. Like I said, I'm not the. Be all end all on this uh, on this subject, but that's as much as I know on it. Uh, there's one other thing that we do have to mention that on uh, February 9th, 10th, and 11th. That's next week, by the way. That's next week. Uh, at the Washington County Fairgrounds is going to be the Fish X Expo, and that's free to everybody. You get in there free. The parking is free. And right across the hall is the Muskie Expo. Now, that's not free. That's $10 a ticket. But in the 7 o'clock hour, after 7 o'clock, we're going to be 
giving away four VIP passes. Now, these VIP passes are a $20 value. And what they let you do is they, you can go into the show all three days, but on Friday, you can get in an hour early before anybody else does. So, And why is that important is because there are some lures out there, some lure manufacturers, they come to the show, they get sold out quick. Right. You know, it's and a real popular a line. product. Yep. 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 So this allows you with this VIP pass to get in there before anybody else, well, except other people with the VIP pass. Right and get in there an hour before the general public. So we're going to get, be giving away four of those VIP passes to the Muskie Expo on the 9th, 10th, and 11th of February. That's next weekend. And, of course, like I said, Fish X Expo, that's free to everyone. And they're right. It's like two big buildings with a little hall in the middle, and you can go to the one, go to the other. And the parking is free. I still like that. I think that's a great Hold idea. Hold on. Let me write those directions free. down again. <laughs> yeah, you're in the one, one building. Yeah, and in the other building. And then you and walk then... <laughs> through the hall and look which way. But honestly, before GPS, that's how we, if you're good with landmarks, that's how you gave directions. That's right. Yeah. And the Washington County Fairgrounds is real easy. You just go up Highway uh, 41 and uh, take the, and, and you know, you go up 41, 45, but then you stay on 45. You know where it splits off on 41. Right. 41 and 45 spot. Stay on 45. Takes you right to the Washington County Fairgrounds. Can't miss it. Speaking of directions, I knew a guy in college one time. This guy was a real hillbilly. Is from his, He came from the hills up in Missouri, and, and he played football. And his granddaddy and everybody, they all had moonshine. He'd talk mm-hmm. about the shine in the hills. Mm-hmm. And he'd sit in, the, sit in the pool room downstairs in the dorm, and he'd put twine between his fingers, and he'd sit there and snap, snap the twine. He was just a big redneck. But he told me the story how the first time he went, I don't know, to St. Louis, I think it was, he got directions and somebody said, okay, you go down six red lights and take a left. <laughs> and he kept driving and driving and driving. And finally he saw a green light turn red. And then he realized, oh, that's oh, us. Yeah. Oh, didn't We're talking that a hillbilly, man. Yeah. Well, right after this upcoming break, folks, we're going to be playing the Hornschwaggle. It is brought to you by Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages out there in McGuanago. They have more than just fine meats and sausages. They have seafood. They got cheese. They got rubs. They got this. They got that. They got all that kind of good stuff. And Hats they got, and horns at midnight. Yeah, and they got, I'll tell you New what Year's I only. believe is some of the best jerky you'll find around. It is awesome. It's not hard. You don't have to break your teeth when you're trying to eat it. You can actually bite into it. You can actually chew it, and it's delicious. But anyway, Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausage uh, sponsors the Hornschwaggle. Danny's going to make three statements. You're going to guess two out of three correctly. You're going to say, Danny, that's a Hornschwaggle. Hey, or, hey, hey. Danny, that's no Hornschwaggle. Our, our, our listeners don't guess. They know, Tom. Oh, they know. Well, they let's answer. hope they They're know. knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. And if they win, Very. they get a $10. Like you, Tom. Yeah. They get a $10 you know, gift certificate. Big words like zest and stuff. Yeah. They get a $10 gift certificate to Bucky's. <laughs> So uh, you want to definitely call in right now at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. Be a contestant for the Hornschwaggle. We'll be right back with more, folks. Get 
get the get it. Baby. Well, well done there. What the hell did I just walk into here? <laughs> hey, what the hell's going we're having a little party yeah. here. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply. Cutting edge outdoors. We're getting down tonight. This down. morning. This, this morning. morning. This morning. Something like that. Something like that. All right. Uh, so who do we got on the line for the... We have got Mr. Jose. He's calling from the south side of Milwaukee. Jose, what's going on? Good morning. You're on Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, how you doing, guys? I hey. uh, just go on and take my daughters to, to work. That's about it. Going back home now. I'm relaxing. All right. Well, I hope you, ho- hope you have a nice relaxing day. Thanks for tuning in. So you know how the hornswoggle works? I'll make a statement. And if, it's, if I'm pulling your leg, you just say that's a hornswoggle. Uh, if I'm telling the truth, no hornswoggle. Okay. All right. And you can think about it, you know. So the hornswoggle is if, um. That's BS. If yeah, I'm BS. BS. <laughs> okay. BS. Okay. So this week was the famous Groundhog Week. And the Groundhog is so named Groundhog because it is part of the swine family. You're pulling my leg. Okay. <laughs> that right. means it's a horn swoggle. Okay. Good Come on, job, Jose. It's a horn Good job, swoggle. Jose. Hey, I got a question for Jose. Have hey. you ever heard the term horn swoggle before? Probably not. Uh, yes, I heard. I heard your show. I hear your show. Quite but that's cool. where you heard it, right? Here. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Well, it's not we go. really not a word part of the American vernacular a whole uh, lot. Not really. Not really. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> the groundhog is also known as the wily, well, not so wily, but woodchuck. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? Uh, hornswoggle. Uh, that is a no hornswoggle. The groundhog actually is the woodchuck. Hold on one second, Jose. This is my pen, Tom. Yeah, Will you quit I, waving it? Fine. Here, you no, can no, have it. No, I don't want it. You're distracting it. me during the hornswoggle segment oh, here. There's shenanigans going on oh, out here. Sorry no. about that, Jose. Jazz, kinda, Jazz took my pen. That oh, kinda, oh, sorry. Geez, my you know, I thought oh, you'd yeah, lost here. Thought you'd lost. No, no, that's all right. You're gonna need it. Danny, here's your pen. Thought you'd lost no, your baby or something. You're, you're a baby need it. took you're my. You're gonna need a, it. A dangle took my baby. A dangle took a, your pen. No, so not a dangle. All right, so we're back. Dango. Don't worry, Jose. We're ready. You got. You got one more okay. chance on this. Uh, years ago, uh, there actually used to be a bounty on woodchucks because they would. The thought. The thought was that they dig holes and cows could actually might step in and break their leg. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? Uh, hornswoggle. Ah, uh, that was a no hornswoggle. Mm. That actually oh, was true. Jeez. So, well, oh. well, thanks for listening and playing. And give us a call. Try again there, Jose. Try next week, uh, Jose. No problem, man. Thank you All right. Have much, a good day. Man. Thanks. Bye now. Take care. I, I thought for sure Jose was going to get it. Mm. I thought for sure he was going to win. I always pull for people, but he's a good listener, hardworking guy. You know, home to relax and it's funny how many people are now using the maybe term, he'll win next time the term hornswoggle, just from people listening to this show you really? hear it more often now yeah yeah otherwise otherwise people go a what you know but now yeah it's getting around I told you how I you're came a up trendsetter with, you know where I came from that term that wasn't me right that was Steve Milliot used that term yeah. years ago and I laughed I when he used it the way he said it we were just talking about something. We're talking about how fishermen will lie to each other. Guys say, oh, I saw the big muskie by Rocky Point. And then you'll be out the next day fishing, and all of a sudden you'll spot this guy's boat far on by uh, Wax Island yeah, on the west. Point, yeah. And then all of a sudden you'll think to yourself, wait a second. 
I've been hornswoggled. <laughs> and I don't think a lot of people thought I've been hornswoggled. I laughed. <laughs> and I laughed. Oh, I don't know. God. It just came out when he said it. I just oh. we just both laughed. It, That's it, why it all stuck with me. It is a funny uh, term. And I, I'm just reminding everybody that we have a special guest coming on at 7:05 from the Musky Shop. In, uh, what, where is that again? I gotta pop that up. Why don't you bring that up there, Tom? Yeah. Get your uh, where is that? Well, you, you know get your what? People on it over there. Uh oh, we got an email before we do that. Oh, we got an email here. It says uh, blow the dust off the screen uh-oh. here and see uh-oh. if you can get to it. Uh oh. Okay, I think we have got a correction here. It says hi, Tom. This is from Shar, one of our two female listeners, I guess. Right. Hi, Tom. It's her I li- and Sister I- Mary Ellen up in uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Sister Marie, Sister Edsel. Oh, Edsel. Ah. Anyway, Marionette, yes. Anyway, uh, hi Tom. I listened to your ads this morning. Two corrections. Oh, the bait shop, the new bait shop there in uh, Big Bend, one sixty four in Edgewood, not Edgerton. Oh, okay. I better change that commercial. It's Edgewood, not Edgerton. You said Edgerton. I guess I must have. How could you do that, Tom? Oh, easy. My. Also, oh my God. Also, here's one more. She says also. All Mercury engines, not all Mercury engines are made in America. Only 70 horsepower and up. Only Evinrude's are made in America. Oh. So are you false advertising, Tom? Hey, that was the info that they gave me. I'm sorry. You read it off the script? You didn't, you, maybe, you're not hey, taking, taking maybe, responsibility? Maybe Char doesn't realize I was only talking I, about bigger engines. No, no. It was, Tom, <laughs> Tom, Tom, was the term assembled in America. Yeah, because they are assembled they, Sometimes here, they get parts. Right. From, oh, they get parts from, from all over all the world. all over the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I probably. Yeah, right now there's a oh, guy in on. Taiwan working come, on some small yeah. little carburetor part. That's come on, Shar, you're you're really it's beating me up. A day, Edgerton, Edgerton, Edgewood, Madison, yeah. Middleton, same thing. Uh, you're beating me up this morning. Okay, it's kind of fun, Tom. Okay, yeah. any more yeah, good yeah, emails that'll fun. point out your flaws? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Well, I, you know, I'm surprised. Okay. Uh, on the air. Oh, so what? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, wow. so hey, yeah, when I go home, I'm going to change my underwear. <laughs> What's that? And actually, I got to go buy some new ones. Too many holes. No, what, that's actually what, the what socks. Say, my Keith? middle toe's sticking through yeah, now. We're talking about the motors. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I was up at Cabela's the other day, and I was looking at Evan Rude Motors. The guy says, yeah, they're made, or uh, Mercury's. They said, they're made in America. I says, I'll tell you what. You take that 25 horse, you turn it to the side. And you look at the nameplate, and it says "Made in China," right there. They're assembled there. They're brought here. Anything 70 above is made in America. Anything 60 and below is now made in China or Japan, depending upon the horsepower. Picky, picky, picky. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for that. I update. don't care as long as the son bitch runs. Yeah, okay. That's right. <laughs> okay. Just okay. Let you know. All right. All right. Thanks, Bye. Keith. Thank you. Talk to you later. Bye now. All right, Keith. Okay, I guess uh, as soon as Keith gets off the air, off the phone, we can go to the update at seven. Keith and Shar huh? are now our fact checkers. Yeah, you know, that, like some shows are. have yeah. a fact checker yeah. where the guy gets on later and yeah. you know says that exactly. you know. Yeah, that's what they are. Yeah. All right, folks, it's time here on the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors to get your sports update with Jazz Jazzkulski.
Hey, way to go there. Good job. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.